The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we are talking about membership retention strategies. You get people in your membership, if you've got a membership, and one of the big things we all obsess over, if you've got a membership, is how do I keep people from leaving? Because it always makes you feel a little bit sad when you see people leaving and canceling, oh, come back, come back, I've worked really hard. Do you hate me? That's what we're talking about today. So before we dig into that, we would love to have you come and hang out with us after this episode and chat about how this applies to you and everything that you are doing with your membership, your subscription program. So we have a free Facebook group called the Email Marketing Show Community. It's totally free. It's full of amazing business, thousands of business owners, just like you and us, all chatting about this stuff every single day and helping you apply this email marketing stuff. So just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show. It's totally free to join and we'll see you there. He once got a professional artist to do his school art homework. It's Robert Temple. And people sometimes think he's Welsh. Oh boy, oh. It's Psychological Mind Reader. Get it, Bit of casual racism for a Wednesday morning, yeah? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, tell us about this art homework. Like, we're just like, ah, oh, I had to draw a tree, me neighbours, Van Gogh, so fucking here you go. Yeah, but he couldn't hear anything, that's it. Um, uh, basically, he wasn't I, uh, deaf. He wasn't deaf. He had Just, an ear missing? Yeah, but yeah, 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 doesn't make you hear. I mean, that's well, he had to face the right way to be able to hear what I said. That's what happened. <laughs> no, anyway. no filtering. Bundling. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, I had to do a, light, a lighthouse scene for a school art project. Not like an exam or anything like, you know, I haven't got, oh. a, degree, I haven't got a PhD in art or something because <laughs> I did the world's best lighthouse. Anyway, and so John, my dad's next-door neighbour, was an artist. He did it for me I just, in pencil. I just sort of went over it and then coloured it in with me crayons and that. <laughs> and then that was that. Was that. Yeah, and did you pass? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the teacher looked at it like like somebody definitely swapped Robert for the day. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds us of like that uh, when I said did you pass you know you know how Adele the singer went to that Adele lookalike um, tribute yeah, contest yeah, yeah. And, and came second yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good it's so good so well, why hello. do people think you're Welsh because I get Irish a lot when I'm overseas um, I think it's I don't know I just I just I think it's two things I think some of my accent because I'm like a, a more, a slightly better Welsh, more Welsh-spoken, <laughs> the irony. Uh, a more I'm Welsh-spoken well compared to the people in Newcastle. Um, for, for a northerner. And uh, so that can sometimes sound a bit Welsh, you know? Oh, right. Yes. And, and I Where think also because there was a really, there's a couple of really famous Welsh singers. Um, there was um, Ridian Roberts, was he called? I mean, that guy, yeah. Ridian. Um, yeah. who had hair like me. And then there was them two brothers called... Uh, oh, no, they're Irish. Oh, they're Irish, are they? Okay, in that case, yeah. uh, null point. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. Anyway, hello, just, every just week... Ridian and, just Ridian and Catherine Zeta-Jones, that's all you look like. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's what it is. Uh, it's because I'm really into older men. Um, hello, I'm going to let you start the episode now. <laughs> thanks, I'm, mate, I've been trying to say this line for like fucking three minutes. Hi, everybody. Go Thanks for, for bearing with while Robert inter interrupted. That's what our episodes are, basically. It's me trying to give content and Robert interrupting. Because I keep thinking of funny things to say. We're just not like you. Anyway. <laughs> uh, hello. This week on the show. Uh, no, that's even my line. Every week on the show, we show you 
how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We'll talk about email marketing, strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make more sales online. Making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. So let's talk about this membership retention thing. And you think, well, hang on, this, this, is a me- this is an email marketing podcast. Why are they talking about membership retention? Well, we're going to dig into where email fits into this process because there's a few different places it fits and mm. you might not quite think about it. But before we get into that, let's talk about why sometimes, I guess, like retaining members can feel a bit like an uphill battle. So like obviously you're watching that you're watching sort of the number of active subscribers go up go down go up go down uh, almost like sometimes it can feel like you're doing a one in one out policy <laughs> yeah. uh, and the the goal is at the very least it needs to be a two in one out policy and you need to try and avoid it being a two out one in policy otherwise the whole membership starts to go I think one of the things we talked about a lot is and we were guilty of this for sure when we started our membership the first time was uh, focusing on retention too quickly. And so what happens is you um, you get your first members in because you do a launch or you open the doors and you send an email campaign or whatever. You get your first members through the door and then you immediately start going, right, you know, after two or three months of watching people leave, you sort of go, how do I stop this from happening? So you start looking for what in reality are quite small needle movers. And there's two problems with them. Fixing retention generally, the things you can do, the individual things you can do are quite small in moving the needle, but also they're quite slow in seeing the thing happen so like you might know like if you if you implemented like uh, if you changed your welcome video like right how how long you're going to need to know until that actually the other thing i think is really interesting is let's say when you start your membership i know when we launched we had we did a huge successful launch of our membership and we brought in how many nine eight 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 members not even that good not even nine not even nine right um eight whole members and um What's interesting is if you f- if we just focused on making those people not leave by doing by spending hours on onboarding sequences and all, all the stuff that you, you know you could do uh, gamifying the membership to make it more sticky and all this big takes a long time stuff our maximum amount of money we could have made is whatever eight members is worth Right? Yep. So let's say they were worth $100 each. They weren't at the time, but let's say they were worth $100 each. The maximum we could have made was an extra, if they stayed for one extra month, an extra $800. If they stayed for an extra two months, $1,600. I'm going to stop there because my fingers and thumbs run out. 16, I know, Welsh. Um, so um, they. So what you're going to think is on the on the opposite side is if you just focused on gaining members, getting more members... There isn't a ceiling. The ceiling right. is eight or sixteen hundred dollars uh, on saving members, but the ceiling on growth, it well, there isn't one. You, if your membership is the type which is scalable, like you can have way more gains by focusing on the growth. Right, absolutely. So I think that that's the first thing to bear in mind is to listen to everything we've ever said on the email marketing show about acquisition, growing programs, selling more stuff, and and do that first. Get and what we mean by that to define that is get a steady stream of new members coming in first, and then start dealing with retention for a couple of reasons. One, that's the biggest lever you've got, as Kennedy said, but also two, you'll actually just have more data as you start to fix. You know, if you've got like 
less than a couple of hundred members and then you start trying to t tweak retention in reality you don't have a ton of data to tell you whether it's working or not or whether it's just you know you make a change now and just something changes in the marketplace which means people can afford a bit more than they could before you know that you, know, you leave a recession go into a recession all those like uh, big forces have as much impact as the things that you're tweaking, more impact than the things that you're tweaking. Therefore, you don't know whether you've got the result or whether it's got the result. One caveat I would say to this is if people are joining your membership and immediately getting in and asking for a refund or immediately cancelling after seeing the stuff, then that's when you want to look at the content. And of course, that's when you want to do that. So that's not a retention problem, right? In fact, we want to just quickly um, just define the difference between onboarding and retention. You know, you want to make sure people, as soon as people get in, they are, they are, they are seeing and they are enjoying and are able to find the stuff that, that they're supposed to be getting. But it doesn't make, putting all this stuff in place, by the way, retaining members does not make it any less painful when you get that email or you get that notification or you see people cancelling. Of course you take it personally because you put the best stuff into your membership, don't you? Of course you do. Otherwise, you'd be putting other stuff in there, right? But you put the best stuff into that membership. So, of course, it doesn't take away the emotional pain. So we still want to do as much as we possibly can to... Um, to to retain people and keep them around. So let's uh, let's get into some best practices. The first thing I would recommend everyone does is have a really good onboarding sequence. I sort of uh, mentioned that a second ago. Have a good experience when people come in. They're not completely overwhelmed. It's super easy in a membership when you've got loads of different things. It's not a course, so it doesn't have like follow this, then this, then that, because that's what a course is. It might have some kind of pathway. It might have some kind of, um, uh, you know, like a step-by-step a walkthrough version of the membership. But have a good onboarding sequence, which orientates people, welcomes them, resells them. And we talk in detail about what should go into a really good membership onboarding sequence. Um, if you go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash 186, emailmarketingheroes.com slash 186, we go into crazy detail on what our onboarding sequence is for our membership, The League. One of the things I said in that episode, and I'll just say it now because I think I said it in that episode, I'll just say it now because I think it's important, is to realize that when people first join your membership, they are not exactly members yet. Um, it's not like somebody's buying a one-off course where the truth is, even if the course is bad, most people don't refund on most things. That's just the reality of the of the game. It's not that they're saying you should create bad courses, but that's just the way it is. Um, but with a membership, most people will leave if it's not very good. So there's the thing where you have to like get them over the psychological hurdle of going from being a new member to being a sorry, being a new customer to being a member, where they their identity is someone who is a member of your thing as opposed to someone who has just bought your thing. Those are two different things. And hopefully that will give you some insight into why that onboarding sequence is important. Getting it right is important from a point of view of um, retention and keeping somebody around for longer. So go and listen to that uh, episode 186. Um, the next thing that we really want to do is to make sure that in your marketing, you set expectations. So as an example of this, um, there's two ways that we could sell a membership about email marketing. One of them is to say, "Come and join our membership. You're gonna, you know, um, you're gonna get in. You're gonna send these emails. You're gonna be a billionaire by tomorrow. The list building lifestyle. We could sell business opportunity. But haven't got a list? Don't worry about it. You know, we could, we could, we could really hype it up, uh, as lots of people do when they're selling the marketing stuff." Um, and people would come in. Now, what would, what would that do? Well, first of all, it would probably drive up our front-end conversions because more people would buy it because it sounds better. The, the easier, 
faster, lower resistance, less effort we can make it sound, the more people will join. However, our retention would almost certainly be damaged by that. We've never done that, obviously, so we can't tell you for a fact, but it's very likely that um, our retention would be damaged because people would come in and they'd go, oh, hang on, what do you mean I've got to do some work? I can't do it all in the first three days. Well, I, that means I'm going to have to pay next month. That means I can't, I'll cancel uh, and maybe even refund. Whereas when people join um, the way that we do sell our stuff, uh, it, we would say something like, Email marketing is not a quick fix. You're not going to get in today, do something tomorrow and be done by the next day. You're Instead, you're going to come in. This is something you're going to work on within the first month. Here's what you can expect. If I even go this far, within the first month, here's what you can expect. By the end of month two, here's what you can expect. By the end of month three, here's where you should be. By six months in, here's where you should be. And by a year from now, your email marketing will be completely unrecognizable from what it is today. And so the minute ahead of time, before somebody's made the decision to join or while someone's made making the decision to join. This is before the sale has happened. We are using our emails and our sales page to say, this is a thing that you're going to want to keep to do. Uh, so hang around. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. Like, just make sure that they know what they're getting into in the first place. Like, if you if you order, I mean, we've all ordered a meal in a restaurant, thinking it's going to be like one thing, and because the restaurant has a different way of doing it, it comes and you go, oh, I wasn't expecting it to be a soup. <laughs> I, I, usually, I usually like me, me chicken to be a chicken, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hamburger soup. No, thank you. Uh, just, just in the bun, thanks, um, would, would be ideal. Um, one of the other things you can do, which really helps with retention, and this depends on your style. Like, this is not a be-all, end-all, right? But is to create some level of community within your membership. Now, I think this is one of those, personally, I believe create community is one of those over- um, over pontificated ideas. People, there's this this old cliche phrase, which is they join for the outcome and they stay for the community. All well, together now. They, I mean, it's just, it's just, I'm just like, well, maybe, like, it's, it's a very broad sweeping statement because, and mostly, I think that's kind of bollocks because what if community is not what your membership is about? What if community is not your strong point? What if you're a results driven membership, like? Why would people stay for community? So I think if community is your bag, and if you want to create community, create community. But I can tell you now, I'm a results-driven person. If I'm in a membership, I don't care how good the community is. If I'm not getting the result that I joined that membership for, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And I think this idea of join for the outcome and and stay for the community is probably quite outdated if it was ever real if it was ever real it sounds like the kind of thing that a keynote speaker would say or somebody would say on a on a sales webinar to make a point right it when in reality i think the world has changed us human beings have changed we're now like impatient we've now got lower attention spans we feel right and we we want to get results we stick in stuff which get results right which is which is great, which is why in our memberships and in all of our programs, we focus on getting people results and helping people get results, not making them feel like they stick around because they're going to lose their friends. That's just bullshit. With, 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 with social media, nobody really loses community. People are connected on multiple uh, on multiple platforms and multiple strands. So um, so you can create community. That's not me poo-pooing and, you know, and saying don't do community. You can do community, but you definitely don't have to. Yeah. So let's talk specifically, we've already touched on it a bit, but let's uh, talk specifically about email marketing can help with this retention stuff. That One of the things that we love about it is the fact that 
Email gives you a consistent way uh, for people to be able to see the value of their membership, even if they haven't logged in for a while. So, you know, when you buy a, a book, um, and I don't know if they still do this these days, but I know they used to. I've never really looked. But if you buy a book and you open it, quite often, the first, like, six pages is, like, reviews and testimonials and quotes from other notable people. And you're like, I, I, I realize this is going to help people who pick up the book in the shop. But you also get it home, and you and you still have to flick through those pages. And you why are these pages here? Uh, and part of what it does is it resells you on the value of the book if you never make it to the end, which loads of people, as we know, start stuff and then don't finish it. So I think one of the things that we're able to do is we're able to use email to regularly keep in touch with members in a bunch of different ways, um, either to let them know this new thing has arrived, here it is, go and have a look at it, um, or in like a weekly roundup, which is one of the things we do is to send our members a weekly roundup and let them know what's going on, let them know uh, what people have been doing. Um, and what that means is that people read through this stuff. And even if they never log in to look at the content, they go, oh, that's good. The membership is valuable. It remains valuable. It's a weird uh, it's a weird trick of our mind that we go, oh, that's good. I have that thing. I'm not going to look at it, but I have it. And, and um, I think and one that- of the reasons it might work, this is just, just theory, just tossing this out there, folks, is the stuff that got them excited to join the membership was the marketing, was the promise of what's inside the membership. So now don't turn that off. Still, if they're not logging into the membership, and even if they are, continue the marketing which got them excited in the first place about the membership. And it doesn't exactly. make any sense to not do that, really. Yeah, exactly. It's very cool. Um, and, you know, especially when you start talking about member wins. So one of the things that we do in our in our weekly roundup for our membership is we talk about, you know, this is John. John did this. John made a billion dollars. Isn't John cool? Uh, you know, this is Sally. Sally did this. She made $3 billion. Isn't she better than John? <laughs> um, no, we don't pit people against each other, really. Uh, but we'll just like, we'll outline some of the wins people are getting. So again, the, being able to share people's stories, other members' stories, keeps um, existing members motivated if they haven't quite got as far yet uh, and all that kind of stuff. So again, even if people haven't logged in or they haven't, you know, uh, we qu- we'll quite regularly have members who'll, who'll turn up and go, oh my God, I've, I've sort of been a bit absent just because I've been doing other things. I've been sort of missing in action for three months, but I'm still here, still a member, and I'm getting back on the wagon today, dead excited. So that's definitely, that's evidence of, of retention happening where people aren't using the membership day to day for whatever reason. Life's taken over somewhere, as happens to all of us from time to time, but they're still hanging around and, and doing stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, and remember, sharing like, the wins that other members have, have, have had really motivates people and go, oh, this stuff works. I'm then we don't want them to doubt your thing works. Even if they get to the point of leaving, let's say somebody leaves because they're not making time. They're not taking action. But they we don't want them to leave going, oh, I'm leaving because that thing doesn't work. That weight loss membership doesn't work. Um, oh, I couldn't build even, you know, a simple table at the end of that woodworking membership. Whatever. We don't want them having we don't want to have bad press for ourselves from people leaving or a bad or bad thoughts and feelings about our memberships. So by constantly showing membership wins to other members, we're reminding them, hey, you know, when you take action, this stuff win, uh, this stuff works. And of course, because we constantly say, when you take action, this stuff works. We're also motivating those people to actually take action, to actually get results, which is what we really, really want. And another thing that we, re- we really like to do is... Um, is to offer some kind of upgrade, right? When people are uh, in your membership, there's there's an ability. What's really interesting is when every time somebody buys from you, right, whether that's upgrading or buying an additional thing, they recharge themselves with excitement. They're recharged with that passion that they once had. So one of the things that's really important to do is say, hey, do you want to? And an upgrade could be, 
Hey, upgrade to annual. Here's a special offer. That's a common kind of upgrade. Hey, you're currently paying monthly. Do you want a special offer to, um, to, to, to upgrade to annual? But another upgrade might be a different level of membership. You might have your currently, I used to have a, I used to have a membership, for example, where everyone was like, they didn't know this, but it was called a gold level. Everyone was on gold. And then I, I went to them and said, hey, would you like to upgrade to platinum? And as part of the platinum level, they got an additional something. It was a special platinum members only call or a members only, a platinum members only uh, additional newsletter or, or something like that. Um, so that gives you that, that sort of thing. So are there any upgrades? There might be a mastermind level or there might be an accelerator level. So what is it? Are the, what are the offers that you can give to people? Because by offering them stuff, you allow them to recharge and reinvigorate their passion for what it is that you've got. Because I think there's a big mistake that, and I think this is a big, a big thing that's again proliferated by people who who teach. Uh, not all people, but some people who teach uh, who teach membership is that this that membership is basically the the, the thing that keeps. People keep just paying over and over again. People don't keep paying over and over again. People don't keep buying over and over again. You keep taking the money over and over again. And they are very different things. Somebody buying allows them to have all these emotions of the excitement of buying something. I know I just bought a new pair of shoes and I can't wait for them to arrive. I'm excited by that moment of buying, going, oh, they're the ones and da 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 da. That's exciting. That doesn't happen when a bunch of money is just sucked out my account each month. You know, I remember when I joined Netflix and I was like, yeah, I've got Netflix. I'm going to have access to this world of content and great. Um, all these documentaries are going to be great. But every month when they suck the money out of my bank account, I'm not going, yeah, I'm not. I'm like, oh, there's the Netflix bill again. Like, that's not there. So, but if there was a, like a new service I could go into, if there was a, an upgrade, I can now get it in uh, in Ultra HD or 4K or, you know, whatever it, whatever the other things are. I don't know enough about that stuff, but... um that's when I'm going to get that opportunity to, to feel that good about it again. I think it also further cements their, their again, their identity as a member as well, um, because they're, they're, they're so much of a member, they're investing more in order to be in that upgraded thing. So again, not only does it give them more excitement of buying stuff, but it cements the fact that I'm taking my membership that I've got and I'm kicking it up to the next level. Yeah, and, and for those kind of upgrade things, if you're a member of our membership, the league, or if you have our, if you're, if you're, if you have our blueprint, if you're a, a customer of our blueprint, um, then definitely check. We've got a whole bunch of annual upgrade or upgrade type um, campaigns that you can go and grab from inside your campaigns area. So definitely go and definitely go and check them out there for your like sort of current customer or member engine, if you want to call it that. So Rob, shall we talk about the frequency? How often should we be emailing members? Because I think. I mean, we know because people talk to us about there's a load. Um, I don't want to email people too often because they might realize they're a member and, and go, oh, shit, I'm going to cancel. And also, but on the other spectrum is I want to make sure I email them like all the flipping time with every notification of everything that's going on. And then people go, oh, I'm sick of hearing from you. Uh, do you want to talk about, because obviously we've unpacked this topic, like to the probably one of the most, one of the more talked about topics in our business. Yeah, so with ours, we've definitely done too much. We've never done too little, I don't think. We've always wanted people to remember that they're a member and to like get them um, get them going. But basically, once somebody's passed onboarding, we email. I'm just thinking, is it? It's two times a week, isn't it? We get uh, they get a, an email the day of of a live session, one hour before the session, and then they get a roundup email every Saturday. 
And largely, that's what that's basically what they get. So somebody's going to join today. They're going to go through onboarding, which again, we talked about back in episode 186, emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash 186. Um, and then after they've completed the onboarding bit, which actually in a lot of places will happen quite quite quickly if they go through the route we want them to go through. You'll understand why when you listen to that episode. Um, once somebody's done that, Every Saturday, they get a roundup email, which basically says, "Here's who's joined. Uh, here's who's um, here's who's got a, you know had a member win. Here's what's new. Here's what's coming up. That kind of thing." Um, in a very sort of a, a very formulaic, laid out newsletter format. And then basically, uh, every Wednesday when we do our live session, uh, they get or not quite every Wednesday, most Wednesdays when the li- uh, there's a live session on, they get an email to say, "Hey, there's a session today. It is a tech call." where Aiden and Teddy are going to answer your technical email marketing questions. Or today is a hotline call where we're going to get on and answer your email marketing questions. Or today is, you know, whatever. Um, and so uh, we have that, which again is a very formulaic email. It's actually just a template that gets sent out automatically every week. We don't even change it. <laughs> it's literally the same thing every week just to get people uh, paying attention. And then we've played with having one that said, uh, here's what's coming up next week. Here's what's coming up this week. But then we realized that was an extra email. We could just roll into the to the roundup. So basically people get two emails a week uh they get one just before the session and they get one telling them what's happened and what's coming up next week yeah and that's it that's it you know i mean if there's obviously anything special going on we'll add that on top so if we we do a quarterly members awards event we email additionally about that or if we're going to tell do doing something special for members we'll of course do you know sometimes we announce new features new things whatever we'll um, we'll email about that too which is uh, which is really cool so the last bit of the email marketing element of membership retention is that sort of roundup email newsletter that you just touched on there Rob and the big thing here is do, please don't just send one of these because you've seen one done because you've heard it's the done thing don't do anything for that reason um you know we hear that a lot in email marketing well that's just the way everyone's always done it and I'm like well that's not a good reason to do it at all is it it's a terrible idea so think about what it is that you want your newsletter to do. And this is something where constantly, you know, every, I don't know, six to eight months, maybe maybe a bit longer than that, actually, we sort of look at our roundup, weekly uh, roundup to members and go, how can we use this more strategically? Because remember, that newsletter has to serve you as a business, not just serve the members. It has to serve the members. But don't forget that it's actually serving the members to serve you and your retention and other things. So, um, we t- we, we, we want to use things in there which are like, what's new that's in the membership that they should log in to see? And the point of that is to cause them to go log in and use the membership because you're, you're often adding new stuff, whether it's the recording of the latest call or you might have put a new training or a new resource or something in there. Do that. Is there something happening in your community? If there's a community element to what you're doing, are people having conversations? Is somebody asking for some feedback? Is is something going on there? Is something you want to celebrate? Is there somebody you want to support? Is something going on there? Talk about what wins members are achieving by being members. We talked about that already in this episode and the importance of that. So celebrate those wins for all those reasons. And we like to show growth. People like to be part of something when they can see that it's growing. The opposite is when they see, oh my God, this thing's like dwindling away. And that means my enthusiasm and my my commitment to it's going to dwindle. I might leave and stop doing it as well. Whereas the opposite is, oh, this thing's growing. They're, these people are committed to this thing and they're going to be doing bigger and better things. 
showing growth and showing more people getting excited about it. And the other thing you can do is show that people refer other members by actually thanking them. Hey, we'd like to welcome Rob. He's just joined because Aiden referred to him. Massive hats off to Aiden for bringing, uh, for recommending Rob to be a cool member. Uh, you know, all that sort of good stuff. So show people that they, that people refer if you want to get referrals of members as well. And here's a really important thing. Not everyone wants to receive that roundup email, even though it's just once a week for us on a Saturday, but whatever. Not everyone wants to receive that. So do allow them to opt out of receiving this roundup email. Now, it should just be that they can opt out of receiving this roundup email only. You don't, you don't want them to be able to necessarily have to opt out of everything if they don't want to receive this one. So just make sure at the bottom of this roundup email, there's a little link that says, hey, don't want to receive this weekly roundup email? Click here. You'll still receive our other emails, but you won't receive this one. Hunky-dory. And, uh, and they click that, and they don't receive this one. That just allows people to get the number of emails that they want. Uh, we're still going to continue then sending them, and they'll still receive the, hey, it's the hotline call in an hour. We'll see you there kind of emails, and they know what's going on, but they won't receive that one. So basically what that means is that through all of this, there are really two different ways that you can use email and your marketing generally to increase the retention of your membership. Part of it is pre-sales, like the marketing you do to get the right people in. It's often better to have a lower conversion rate, but keep people for longer than loads of people coming in and joining and then leaving really quickly. And then on the flip side of that, once people are members, once they have actually got their credit card out or their PayPal out and they've joined, uh, what can we do in order to 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 um, to make them want to stick around? How do we make them identify as a member to the point that it would feel like there was their life was a bit empty if they ever did have to leave? Um, and that's what you want to be doing with the stuff that we've shared in this episode. Absolutely. If you want to find out more about all of these things and look at the campaigns that are inside of our membership, The League, and actually experience our onboarding, our retention strategies, and also grab the campaigns that are inside of our membership, you can go check it out at theleaguemembership.com, theleaguemembership.com, and check out all the details there and uh, go and grab those campaigns. And now it's time for this week's Subject Line of the Week, Subject Line of the Week, Robert. So we've got a, a you know very typical traditional formulaic uh, benefit style subject line here. Uh, you'll <laughs> recognise this one. You'll have seen it all the time. It's a classic. All the people you follow. It's a classic. Uh, it's Kennedy's vacuum cleaner is a dick. <laughs> 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 We're continuing our our trend of having subject lines that break the mould. Um, uh, oh no, vacuum cleaners don't clean up mould. Anyway, anyway um, uh, so basically this was a story. Kennedy was moaning about his vacuum cleaner one day uh, because he's got one of these little robotic things, but he's got one that's got a personality to it, and that's the last thing you want from you. It's your got a personality Hoover, disorder. It? it fucking talks to you while it's tra- you know, to- toddling around the house. Anyway, uh, he was moaning about it. And so I told a story about that. I can't remember what it was, but, it, but, 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 but it was about Kennedy's vacuum cleaner being a dick. And that's this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. Well, thank you ever so much for listening to the whole show this week. If you haven't already, make sure you do hit subscribe on your podcast player. And since you've listened this far, if you haven't already, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to this show. We know we get multiple thousands of people listen to the show every single week, but we don't even have a thousand reviews on those sites yet. So if you haven't gotten around to it or you're not sure if you have or not, we would really appreciate it. It really helps us to uh, to get the show in front of more people, so it makes making the show even more worth it every single week. Anyway, we'll be we'll be back next week. We'll see you then.